0: So as we get started today, I'd like you to think back to the best player that you've ever played with or against. And as you look back and as you're watching them play, you probably noticed that there's something a little bit different about their game that you can't quite put your finger on. And maybe they had a great jump shot or handle or athleticism, but lots of players have those things. That's not really what made them different. There was a certain magic to their game that, you couldn't quite put into words but you knew it when you saw it and everybody else in the gym knew it as well they probably found themselves in the right place at the right time all the time the game seemed to flow just naturally and effortlessly through them the ball was swung their way they seemed to know the right move to make at the right time and it was almost as though they were seeing the game in an entirely different way like they had an aerial view of the floor while everyone else was stuck on the ground so (laughs) this quality of the truly, truly great basketball players in a word, I I will contend that all of them have this, okay? That quality, that that magic to their game that made them different is actually effortlessness, okay? It's effortlessness. The game comes effortlessly to them while everybody else is stuck trying and hustling and grinding. They just step on the floor and it happens for them. Now, this quality of effortlessness is, again, not something that's easy to describe. It's not something that uh, a lot of people talk about, and yet you know it when you see it. (laughs) And so in today's video, my goal is to help you develop this quality of effortlessness in your own game, regardless of your skill level or your athleticism right now. And that's actually the trick to it. No matter if if your skills aren't quite where you want them to be yet, you can still make the game come more effortlessly to you with your current skill set and I'll show you how. So, to start off, I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story about when I was in sixth grade, okay? And when I was in sixth grade, I had this teacher by the name of Mr. Young. He was kind of this like old grizzled mid-50s uh, elementary school teacher. And he used to kind of tease me for being sup- like as obsessed as I was with the game of basketball. And I used to wear jerseys every day, bring my ball all the time. He'd tell me to like put my ball away constantly. We had uh, three recesses per day, like morning, noon, and afternoon recess and I would rush out onto the playground during every single recess to play basketball and he'd always kind of like have this little chuckle every time and so one day or one evening partway through the year he actually came to see me play for my AAU team and he kind of assumed that I was a great player because I played all the time all of my classmates who weren't uh, on the AAU team they all also assumed that i was also a great player and so i was kind of known as like the basketball guy and i was so terrified of being found out because uh, on my au team i was like sixth or seventh man probably i was averaging maybe i don't know five six seven points a game something along those lines not really the strongest player at that level and yet i was obsessed with basketball so everybody thought that i was great And so as he was coming to this game, I remember driving there feeling so nervous, like I have to impress him, I have to have a great game, I have to play well, so that he doesn't think that I'm a fraud and he doesn't tell everybody in class that I didn't play well. And, you know, he's been teasing me all year, so I better like step up and play. So as the game gets started, I remember like looking at him in the stands being like terrified, okay, I have to play well, I have to play well. And... (laughs) inevitably i wanted it so badly that the game started to slip away from me i missed a couple shots the ball stopped being swung my way i made a few like boneheaded mistakes that i wouldn't normally make and as you know the first quarter went by i had no points second quarter went by i had no points other players on my team were playing really really well and uh I was kind of just stuck in the shadows. I was like fading into the background, getting less and less playing time, getting less and less touches. And the game, it was almost like when I was on the floor, I was watching it happen around me, but I wasn't really engaged with the game. It was a horrible feeling. And I I got like one layup on a cherry pick Uh, partway through the third quarter and I looked up at him and he was like just straight-faced straight-faced like nothing had even happened and those were my only points of the game so I had one of my worst games of the season (laughs) in front of this teacher who I wanted so badly to impress and I went home with this knot in my throat and this just crushing embarrassment like man I everybody's gonna think I suck now and I kind of did suck you know I was not playing well so the following day, at the, start of, at the start of the school day, he stood up in front of the class and he actually said, I went to see Taylor play finally last night. And he kind of paused and everybody was like silent. And he was like, he, he played, played pretty well. And then just immediately went on into the, into the uh, schoolwork. And I was sitting there like beet red, just head in my hands thinking like, oh, it, like what has happened? He, he I, I've been found out. And it was one of the most embarrassing moments that I can remember in the early stage of my basketball career. And so what happened there? Because obviously I wanted it. I really, really wanted to play well in that game. I wanted it more than any other game that I had played that season, and that's when I played one of my worst games of the season. And the reason for that is law number two of the deep game, which is the law of reverse effort. So the law of reverse effort states, that the harder you try to play well the more difficult the game becomes and i'm sure that you've experienced this we all have right even kobe bryant in the 2010 nba finals in game seven against the celtics if you recall he really did not play well at a time when he really needed to and he uh he said after the game during he still got finals mvp of course But as they were handing him the trophy, he was saying, like, I just wanted it too badly. I wanted it too badly. And sometimes when you want it so badly, it slips away from you. And ain't that the truth? Like, we know as basketball players, the more we want it and the the harder we try to play well are really the moments when the game just slips away from us and gets, it's like chasing a shadow. You can never catch it. If you chase it and chase it, you can never catch it. But if you stay still and relax, it's right there for you. And the game of basketball works in the same way the harder you try to play well the more difficult the game becomes and so the only way to play at your best is actually to stop trying so hard and simply play the game how (laughs) how do we do this this is like it's it's such a trick because this doesn't just apply in basketball it applies all across life. I use these examples in the Deep Game Masterclass. If you took that, you'll recognize them, but um, we've all experienced, right? Tossing and turning in bed, and the harder we try to fall asleep, the more awake we feel. It's another example of the law of reverse effort. If you are trying really hard to remember a word and it's on the tip of your tongue and you just can't remember it, and then you forget about it, go do something else, and you're in the shower an hour later and it pops into your mind, it only pops into your mind once you stop trying so hard to remember it. It's like we block ourselves by trying too hard. And uh, a really simple example is like palming a basketball. If you're palming a basketball and you're squeezing it as hard as you can, it's going to slip through your fingertips. The only way to palm it is relaxed and firm. And the basketball equivalent of this, as we're playing, I call this playing hard effortlessly. When you follow the law of reverse effort and stop trying so hard, you kind of develop this effortlessness to your game where you're not trying it's just coming to you it's uh one more analogy is like trying so hard to make somebody like you that you push them away you come across as needy and uh you're chasing this person and they're just running right away from you when you follow the law of reverse effort on the flip side It's sort of like having somebody else chase you. It comes to you. The game comes to you rather than you having to constantly chase it and try so hard to capture it and uh, make it do what you want it to do. So (laughs) doing this is, like I said, it's, it's very challenging, okay? We all know that. So step one to figuring out how to conquer the law of reverse effort and stop trying so hard is to understand what's making us try so hard in the first place. Okay. What's making us try so hard in the game of basketball that it slips away from us? And in a word, the, the answer is really simple actually. In a word, it's fear. It's fear. The reason I tried so hard on the court when Mr. Young was watching me play is because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't play well. I was so afraid of not playing well and i wanted to play well so badly that i played my worst kobe had that famous quote like if you're afraid to fail you're probably going to fail and that is true 100 of the time so it's fear being afraid to play in a certain way that makes us try too hard and actually uh, makes us play in that way that we're so afraid of we are afraid of, what will other people think of me? Will We're afraid of the disappointment that we feel after a bad game, going home wondering, will we ever become the player that we know we can be, but we just don't know how to be that player? And it's it's fear of, what will happen if I don't achieve my basketball goals? What does that mean about me as a person, as a player, as a human being? And so fear, in in the deep game program, I I say like fear is like the 10,000 pound gorilla of our emotional system. If you try to fight the fear, you will never win. You will never ever win. When I stepped onto the basketball court, uh, terrified that Mr. Young was going to find me out, that I wasn't going to play well and he was going to know and he was going to tell everybody in my class and everybody was going to make fun of me, (laughs) when I was so afraid of that my initial reaction like many of us was to just suppress that fear just press it back down try not to feel it try to fight it back and it's like wrestling a gorilla you will never win you will never never win so how do we overcome this fear well i'm gonna give you uh first of all i'm gonna give you a few strategies the first one is actually um one that kobe himself used and this is like an old samurai trick actually like like samurai warriors in the ancient days would use this trick of meditating on their own death okay when they went into battle they needed to not be afraid of death so that they could fight at their maximum capacity. And so they would meditate on the moment of their own death until they came to terms with it and they came at, uh, to peace with it. And they were at peace with their own death. They were no longer afraid of it. And so <laughs> the equivalent of this, you don't have to meditate on your own death, but actually really think about, okay, what is the worst case scenario that can happen? Okay, so I don't play well in front of Mr. Young. He teases me a little bit, you know, my classmates might tease me a little bit. Is that something I can deal with? And really think about that. And the answer in almost all cases is, yeah, you know, that's not so bad. The next day I might be a little bit embarrassed. I might feel a little bit bit disappointed. But if I come to terms with that ahead of time and think like, okay, I'll survive. (laughs) My career is not going to end. We're still going to play another game next week it's not so bad right so really come to terms with it ahead of time like is the worst case scenario something that i can handle in almost all cases i promise you you can handle it you can handle it you will live to fight another day that's step one okay so ahead of time we can really come to terms with like if if i play terribly is it the end of the world no of course not right Number two is in the moment, okay? So that's what we do ahead of time. In the moment, we can employ a technique that I recommend in the Deep Game Masterclass. Again, if you haven't taken the Masterclass, by the way, it's completely free, go to deepgame.com. If you haven't taken it yet, like, I don't know what you're doing here. (laughs) Go there right away when we're finished here because it will change your career. One of the techniques that I recommend in the Masterclass for uh, dissolving that fear in the moment, understand that fear is a thought driven uh, a thought driven mechanism okay so we uh we fear with our mind it's the thoughts that we are having that is driving the fear and so actually the antidote is to drop down into our body get out of the head and into the body one of my teachers calls this like uh, get out of the leaves and into the tree get out of these like thoughts that are dancing around up top and get into the tree and uh, a technique that many nba players use lebron famously used this in the nba finals one year when he was with miami there's footage of it is what i call body breathing body breathing you can do this like right before a game for a few minutes you can do this when there's a pause in the game whatever lebron was doing it on the bench and body breathing is super simple it will immediately shift you down into your body and begin to dissolve that fear without you having to fight against it you're using your physiology to balance itself so all you do, and you might try this right now, is breathe in through your nose for three for three seconds, not three minutes, for three seconds in, in through your nose, slowly and gently, and out through your mouth for six seconds. So I'll do it quickly right now. You can close your eyes or, or even keep your eyes open and just go, immediately i can feel it right now actually immediately your nervous system will relax immediately it's not something that you're gonna have to wait for in for three seconds out for six seconds and make your breath soft okay don't if you breathe really hard if i go That's just going to jack up my nervous system even more. So do it in, a, in the most relaxed way that you can. And you will find immediately you start to relax and that fear will dissipate and you will stop trying so hard. Uh, the third technique that I'd like to give to you is really the, the true antidote to fear. And this is more higher level. Okay. It's more philosophical and it's more of a practice that is ongoing. But the true antidote to fear actually, interestingly enough, is pleasure. The antidote to fear is pleasure. So I'll give you the example of let's say you're at a party or a get together or whatever and you are with a group of people who maybe they're acquaintances but you're a little bit nervous to be around them you're, you're feeling a little bit of social anxiety and you are in this party and you really want people to like you of course everybody does and so you're in this party like trying to get them to like you and inevitably we know law of reverse effort that doesn't work <laughs> so the <laughs> the antidote to this little Hint of fear that's with you is actually to enjoy yourself at the party. (laughs) Enjoy yourself, and you'll find that as you start to enjoy yourself, maybe you crack a few jokes, somebody cracks a joke and you laugh, and suddenly you're finding yourself in the enjoyment, the pleasure of the moment. That fear starts to dissipate, and you begin to have fun. And as you enjoy yourself more, people start to like you more, you start to like them more, and the party uh, kind of goes on that upward spiral, and you all have a great time. Okay, so we've most of us have probably experienced this phenomenon same goes on the basketball court when you are trying too hard and you're afraid of what will happen if you don't play well the antidote to that is actually to just enjoy yourself your best games are the games when you're enjoying yourself the most and the reverse is also true i will contend that um, enjoyment follows good performance but good performance also follows enjoyment and so you can kind of it's like the chicken or the egg which came first you can reverse it and say if i enjoy myself i'm going to play much better my performance will increase as i enjoy the the game itself more and take more pleasure in it and so one of the things going back to that famous game seven against the celtics in 2010 kobe found a way to get himself into the game. And you'll notice on the stat sheet, like he didn't shoot the ball well at all. I think he had like 23 points or something like that. Uh, I may be wrong on the numbers, something like that. And he had 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds so not a good game from a scoring perspective and yet he found his way into the game something that he could take that like pleasure in was physically again out of the leaves and into the tree physically grinding for rebounds and he just grabbed as many as he could and he got 15 rebounds 23 and 15 is a pretty solid game even though like he shot so poorly and so on he found a way to get himself into the game and take pleasure in a part of the game that Uh, was different from the part that he wasn't playing well at and so maybe that game that Mr. Young came to play maybe I just got real grimy on defense and I started to sink into the pleasure of like I'm going to shut this guy down it's that that pleasure again I I say this all the time but it's not a pleasure of like hopping and skipping and jumping and hugging everybody and and (laughs) I love you and so on and so forth it's more like the pleasure of that last grinding rep in the gym find like a physical action on the court rebounding defense things that you can physically get yourself into and that is going to drive your performance get into the pleasure of playing the game through a physical action like that and it's it's like this secret trap door that you can sneak through to uh get yourself back into the game when you feel like you're locked out of it get into the the physical sensation of locking somebody down of grabbing rebounds of of physically playing aggressively in that way it's uh it's a really really powerful trick but remember on a higher level The antidote to that fear is pleasure. So take pleasure in the game, regardless of how well you want to play or how hard you're trying or or how poorly the game is going for you. Go back into the pleasure of playing the game, back into the pleasure of playing the game and your performance will be amplified as you do, okay? So once again, if you wanna go deeper on this into the law of reverse effort and also the other eight laws of the deep game, Go to deepgame.com right now and take the masterclass. I promise you it will be like one of the best things you have ever done for your career. It will change. The way that you see the game of basketball forever okay so go to deepgame.com right now and if you've already taken the master class we would love to have you with us in the complete deep game program we do have a discount for all players who have taken the master class already so if that's you then uh we we have a discount for you on the program that we'd love to have you join us inside and uh really give you like a legitimate master level training on the part of basketball that is played with the mind because it can can quite honestly change your life. It can quite honestly change your life. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helped you. Uh, Remember, the harder you try to play well, the more difficult the game becomes. And that effortlessness comes through pleasure of the game. It comes through pleasure of the game, all right? So once again, I hope that helped you out and I will see you in the next video.